Thanks for listening to Bootleg Avocado, bringing you stories in the food, beverage, and cannabis startup world. My name is Mario Rodriguez. I'm your host. And in this episode, we air the Bootleg Avocado Presents Innovation Drive webinar that we had a few weeks ago. We discussed 2020 R&D Outlook, White Spaces and Edibles, Deciding Performance versus Brand, and the Infrastructure of Innovation. We're lucky to have our special guests, Mike Hennessy from Wanda Brands, Yahab Blacher from Canabi, and Carolina Vasquez Mitchell from Ciencia Labs. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for being here. This is Bootleg Avocado Presents Innovation Drive, our virtual culinary and cannabis event series. Hi, my name is Mara Rodriguez. Um, I'm your host and moderator for today. Uh, we're excited to get this panel kicked off. Um, I know there's been a lot of changes um, out there in the world due to COVID-19. On my end, I come from the food world, so we've been impacted in a lot of different ways. Um, my, a lot of my closest friends uh, who are chefs and business owners are struggling to uh, make ends meet in their independent restaurants. So I'd like for you guys to um, help support um, the Independent Restaurant Coalition. Um, go to saverestaurants.com and please help support their cause. On the cannabis side of things, uh, we also have a great organization called the Last Prisoner Project. Um, their initiative is to um, release people who have been incarcerated for nonviolent cannabis crimes. Um, and due to the spread of COVID-19, um, you know, we are looking to kind of get them out and reintegrate uh, within society. So please go to lastprisonerproject.org for that. Um, thanks again uh, for being here. I just want to um, just kick off and um, talk a little bit about bootleg avocado um, and why we're kind of doing this. Um, on our side, our work is grounded on leaning collaboration, support, and global innovation on food and beverage and cannabis. We believe in a very culinary first approach to creating socially responsible and sustainable food concepts. Uh, we started this uh, event series back in February in New York City on February 27th before, you know, the whole coronavirus kind of hit. Um, and luckily we were able to kind of kick that off. Uh, we wanted to focus more on the, the state of the union of culinary and cannabis. We had uh, four business owners from different parts of the country. Um, come and be in our panel and really discuss kind of their approach on producing um, socially responsible uh, products um, and with a lot of integration and focus on taste, performance, and experience. Um, this time around, we want to focus on and see what's under the hood, if you will. So focus on the science and approach behind the innovation side of things. So uh, before we get our first um, panelists up here, uh, just a few housekeeping items. Um, we're gonna be doing a few poll questions throughout the event. Um, so please participate um, as you kind of see those pop up on your screen. Uh, second thing is, um, we'll also be doing a Q&A session uh, at the end of the program. Um, and you can actually plug in your questions kind of throughout. So um, again, thank you for being here. So let's start with our first panelist. So first we have uh, Carolina Vasquez Mitchell. She's co-founder, chief scientific officer um, of Ciencia Labs and dreamt. Um, she has 17 years of experience in research. She's an entrepreneur, a top cannabis scientist. Um, she's also designed gene therapy for liver fibrosis and developed over 50 cannabis products out there. Uh, she founded food science regulatory consultation firm and manage quality control testing and R&D of cannabis brands um, with a very hyper focus on a few products, including vaporizers, tinctures, beverages, edibles with a wide range of health issues. Um, Carolina, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I hope uh, you guys are not bothered by my birds. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like today they are very happy singing. Um, hello everybody from the sunny California. Okay, let me um, going to start sharing my screen.
Yeah, you're good. Okay, you guys can see this. Yeah. Yep, you're good. Okay, so this is a just very quick presentation about my company and my background. Um, we are Cynthia Labs, and uh, Mario, Mario mentioned Dreamt. That's our first product, our first line of hyper-focused products that target different health issues. And, uh, well, si um, let me just minimize this, sorry. Okay. Um, so Cynthia Labs is a house of brands. So what we do is make brands to target the specific health issues. Uh, these products or these lines have different products uh, from vapes to or vaporizers uh, or products that can be in health to products that can uh, be taken orally. And also we will go beyond into topicals. Uh, so we are a little bit outside of the culinary and food science, but all of this is because we want to help as much people as we can by using cannabis as an ingredient in combination with other natural molecules uh, to help people with a specific problem such as sleep, which is our first brand. Let me see what, okay, sorry. Um, and well, our first line of products, which are named DREAMED, target uh, or specifically targeting for sleep. When we design this product and the way we try to innovate the market is by using very heavy science. We spend months and months and read hundreds of papers, any research that can help us to figure out how to develop a product that can combine cannabis and other natural molecules to improve, for example, sleep. Uh, we are using, of course, THC, CBD, and cannabis terpenes in our formulation, but there is some downside of using this for your sleep, which is the fact that they can affect REM sleep. So when we saw this issue, but we still wanted to use cannabis because it's very effective to improve the deep sleep, non-REM sleep, um, we look into other ingredients such as melatonin, valerian root, terpenes found in other plants, GABA, L-theanine, and licorice root. Those ingredients can help improve sleep and also improve REM sleep. So by doing this, we complement the effects of cannabis and then we can achieve a better product and more effective to treat this specific issue, which is sleep. That's the way we are trying to innovate in this super saturated cannabis industry. One of our other uh, plus or something that really helped the company to move forward and differentiate and innovate from other companies is by training. We transmit all this knowledge in science uh, to all bartenders and dispensaries that where we sell our product. Um, and well, our product is this, Dreamt. We have uh, so far right now three different SKUs, one that is a vaporizer, but the other two SKUs are taken orally. We have a tincture and a shot. For this, we use, of course, our knowledge on metabolism, uh, cannabinoid metabolism, and the metabolism of the other campaigns we are using to develop specific products for sleep issues that really work according to the type of metabolism of the type of administration. Of course, I use my knowledge in chemistry, pharmacology, and food science to develop a tincture that really works. Uh, we use alcohol in this tincture, for example, to improve the absorption of all the ingredients. On the shot is a totally food uh, product. We use an emulsification and we try to be in the middle between a hydrosoluble and a liposoluble cannabinoid. So try to make it uh, act fast, but it's still long enough so people can have a full eight, out of, eight out of hours of sleep. And we use science, a lot of research, and a lot of product development to try to create these innovative products and disrupt the cannabis market. And of course, I couldn't do all of this without my amazing team, um, the product developer. Uh, and I have experience in the food industry in big companies such as Taco Bell, Quaker, Pepsi. I work also for Cushy Punch, a big manufacturing cannabis company here in California. 
or CEO um, has been working in finance for several years or product officer. She works in the FDA regulated area. Uh, the chief operation officer, he works in sales in the tech, in, the, in a tech startup and or marketing officer has worked for big names such as Red Bull, Sunday Ghost, and Emerald Farms and Moxie. And well, we have been very lucky to have a lot of press um, and that was just an extra slide. Um, we are just very thrilled about all the support that we have got. Um, also from Ease Incubator that supports specific startups and that's a big advice for everybody that wants to start a company. Look for incubators, look for any support you can find. Uh, they are very helpful and that, can, that has been um, helping us to be a successful startup so far. Cool. Thank you, Carolina, for that. Yep. Okay, so let me see if I could share my screen one more time here. All right, next we have Yahav Bleicher from um, Israel. He's a co-founder and CTO of Cannabi, 15 years experience in the natural products space. Uh, developed applications for uh, beverage, ice cream, energy drinks, craft beer, um, including advancement in motion stability, extensive turn peer researcher, architect of odorless and tasteless cannabis solutions, and one of the top, um, top cannabis innovators in Israel. I'm very excited to have him here. Um, Yahav, thank you very much for being here. Let me put the pin on you. There you go. All right, you have the floor, sir. Thank you very much. So good evening from Israel. Uh, I will start with the sharing. Just a second. Can you see my uh, screen? Yep, you're good to go. Okay. So uh, as you mentioned uh, in the introduction, uh, I'm doing uh, a lot of uh, application development and product development based on uh, natural compounds from the last, uh, for the last 15 years. Uh, my main expertise from uh, my uh, academic uh, route was uh, terpenes and mainly oil soluble compounds. And um, I was uh, very much experienced in the research of uh, natural compounds, uh, biochemistry. Um, since I had a lot of uh, project in my career uh, on product development, I uh, had a very um, huge approach to uh, different industries, um, such as food industry, cosmetic industries, and uh, uh, some uh, more sophisticated, more innovative. And um, in the last four years, I found myself obviously um, shifting most of my project to the cannabis uh, area, uh, as to, uh, to the beginning. Um, it was uh, just another plant, another source of uh, um, active materials, uh, but uh, obviously it was uh, a lot of uh, interest by different companies to um, achieve high-end R&D for different comp uh, products and entities. Um, so in about three, three years ago, uh, together with my partners, we launched Canabe that uh, focused on different uh, application developments, uh, such as the uh, dermatolo dermatological uh, um, products, uh, topical products, and also uh, uh, oral ones. Uh, we had uh, um, uh, shared a lot of our knowledge because we are uh, obviously uh, sitting in the middle of the of the uh, research of cannabis cannabis in the world, 
um, as we have uh, approached to a lot of uh, scientific work, work, a lot of hospitals, a lot of uh, uh, scientific organization that enables you uh, to um, work exclusively with a, with a lot of materials and uh, understanding a lot of the uh, mechanisms in, in many aspects. Uh, during the, um, the development of Canopy, we find ourselves uh, the, um, approaching uh, uh, food and beverage companies that are trying to uh, develop new products and actually uh, finding a lot of uh, um, uh, a lot of uh, bumpers on the road. So um, that, in that reason, we uh, focused uh, mainly on Kinetican, and I will explain shortly what we are doing in Kinetican. Uh, so Kinetican brings unique terpene technology designed uh, to facilitate cannabis in the food and beverage industries. Um, and it uh, mainly focuses on the, on the next features. Uh, we actually show, saw that uh, the food and beverage industry will have to overcome uh, some obstacles. And um, as, I, as I saw in, the, in a few questions, I, I've asked the, about the, um, the blank or the gap between the cannabis industry to the food and, and beverage industries. So actually now many people talk about regulatory and how, how uh, um, the decision makers can, can follow uh, safety on uh, mass uh, consuming products. Uh, but this is not uh, the only challenge for the food and beverage industry to um, include cannabis ingredients in new products. There is a lot of uh, a concern about the stability of the product, the shelf life. Uh, we see a lot of uh, issues about uh, the cannabinoids, uh, the degradation and uh, how they can stay uh, stable uh, in the long term in the product. Uh, of course, a lot of research, I'm not talking about just the uh, mechanism of how the cannabinoids act in our body, but also how they functionally uh, work in different uh, um, products, in different packaging, in different uh, production lines. There is the issue concerning by consumer about uh, um, the sustainability of the product, uh, things like uh, clean labels. Um, and uh, how to uh, bring to the, the product to be taste and healthy. Um, of course, the, the, the main issue that we find currently is uh, the compliance with the uh, production lines. And this is something that uh, and if, if you are not approaching the, the production lines, you, you, didn't, you don't have the insight yet. And, and they also the supply chain for cannabis ingredients. So um, I think uh, uh, what we are mainly doing uh, with our technology and with our, uh, our approach is uh, mainly to, to build the bridge between the cannabis industry and the food and beverage industries. Because uh, if, you are, if you are watching the other ingredients um, for the food and beverage uh, industries, um, I think you will find that most of the companies that work with ingredients are not growers, are not extractors. Um, so this is a unique um, a situation currently where the cannabis, the big con uh, cannabis companies are uh, trying also to be actually ingredients suppliers for other industries. So there's, there is a, a lot of um, issues to concern in that manner. Uh, so Kinetican, uh, of course, uh, uh, focus on the future uh, of uh, cannabis ingredients uh, to the industries. Uh, we are working on a different patent in that manner, but we already have a few uh, um, projects that we are working on. Uh, with um, I cannot uh, um, get into the details, but we, we are working with one of the biggest energy drink uh, globally on a new product uh, containing our solutions uh, with, um, I think, the second biggest uh, ice cream uh, producer in, in uh, Europe um, for the same matter. And we, are, uh, we launched together with an Israel Craft Brewer a new product in March that was actually 
a big success. It was actually doing the Corona season and uh, uh, maybe six days after the launch, all the batch was uh, finished and we are currently working ahead. So uh, as I mentioned, we are thinking uh, about technology, about the Israeli knowledge of uh, cannabis and how to facilitate it uh, to the food and uh, beverage industries. Great, thank you, Yahav. Thank you. All right, um, okay, so last but not least, uh, Mike Hennessy, Director of Innovation for Warner Brands. Um, he oversees R&D, including new product design, uh, educational training, inc including educational training for butt tenders employees, covering the endocannabinoid system, directed development of a vape line with proprietary terpene uh, blend for WANA, also let sales increase shelf life with a three-year growth rate of 269% and just recently pioneered the new quick line of gummies and tinctures uh, for Wanda Brands. Mike, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely, thank you, Mario. And pleasure to be on this panel with such esteemed guests. Thanks, Yahav and Carolina, those are awesome. Let me share my presentation for you really quick. Can everyone see this? Uh, yes, yep, you're good. Awesome. Um, so Wanna Brands was founded in 2010. We're one of Colorado's OG original cannabis companies. Um, and as of last year, we we're America's number one selling edibles brand. Uh, we're currently operating in nine states, including Canada, and we really focus on consistency, quality, and innovation. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about the innovation piece here. Um, we truly feel that the intersection between cannabis and food needs to include more than just the food. You need to be thinking about the genetics and the growing of your cannabis, uh, the different ways that you extract that and what compounds you're gonna be pulling out. You'll get different cannabinoids and terpenes depending on your extraction. Then you're gonna process those extracts in order to distill them and again, dialing in exactly what you're trying to deliver in your products. And then you can infuse them with um, other technologies. Uh, for example, like Yahav's emulsification technology would be one way to help infuse your process extract and then you're going to eventually put it into a product form that is going to have a great taste and isn't going to be overwhelming of cannabis and something that people are going to want to enjoy and if you're not thinking about innovation from all those steps then you might be missing a really crucial aspect to your product um, one of the ways that wanna does this as a major brand is we partner with uh, companies potentially like some of the ones on this panel uh, we've worked with an extended release technology through an exclusive partnership with an Israeli company uh, we've developed quick onset through uh, with both tinctures and edibles through some cannabinoid delivery system companies. We have proprietary terpene blends designed to help increase effect and bring consistency to our products. We also have some custom supplement formulations that we're currently working on. And very uh, recently, we introduced the first biodegradable packaging in edibles. Our current focus areas are Products that help customers choose between onset and offset of their experiences. So both quick onset, slower offset, um, increased duration. Looking for highly bioavailable cannabinoids so that you're getting more for your money, that you actually get all the cannabis that you tried to ingest. Working with a variety of ratios of CBD and THC. And also consistent blends of terpenes and minor cannabinoids. So we're hitting the entourage effect with our products. We're also looking to use these blends to offer effect-specific products, you know, e.g. a sleep support or an anxiety support type of product. Um, we've also made a move in 2020 towards organic ingredients and recipes in all of our products. Um, currently, our new quick products and our new high-dose medical products are already organic, and throughout the summer, our entire line is going to be an organic line. Um, as Mario mentioned, we just recently launched the Wanna Quick Fast Acting Gummies. Um, these are very unique in the edible space, particularly the confectionery edible space. They offer a five to 15 minute onset with an offset within two to four hours. So it comes on quick and doesn't last as long as a classic edible. Additionally, it offers a lighter, more cerebral Delta 9 THC experience. So it's not like the normal edible that you're um, familiar with, an edible brownie. Um, much faster acting, 
but also not as intense of an experience because it's a different, it's more like the inhaled cannabis, a smoked and cannabis experience. Um, it's a low dose at five milligrams per piece with 20 gummies per package. And this was the first product we launched with no high fructose corn syrup and totally organic. Um, and just so everyone knows, we're gonna do a really quick background on how this works. So again, when you inhale cannabis, it goes right from your respiratory system into the blood. So you don't get what's called first pass from your liver. That means Delta 9 THC, which is the decarboxylated form of THC, is delivered right to the brain and the effects are felt quickly. When you eat a classic edible, however, when it's ingested, the Delta 9 THC is gonna go through your GI tract where it's metabolized by the liver and it becomes 11-hydroxy-THC. And this molecule operates a little differently than Delta-9. It's more intense. It can pass the blood-brain barrier more effectively. It is also um, oftentimes a little stronger of an experience, more intense, and much longer lasting on the order of four to six hours or more. So we use um, a type of encapsulation. So emulsification and encapsulation are um, very, very similar in that what you're doing is you're surrounding the cannabinoid with a molecular shell and it kind of disguises the cannabinoids which aids with the solubility and onset time. It does that by bypassing the liver. It, it, if the body doesn't see it as an oil, it's going to bypass the liver and bypass much of the first pass metabolism, meaning a larger fraction of what we're delivering is delta 9 THC, like as if it got in through an inhaled experience. So this is how we're able to achieve a quick onset, a quicker offset, and this Delta-9 experience. Oops. And that now fits within our spectrum of products. And really what we're aiming for is to, people use cannabis for a variety of reasons. And part of innovation is understanding that you need to have a variety of products to meet many different experiences. We kind of view it as there's different product forms you can put something in from gummies, vapes, tarts, and capsules are products we offer. And then you can vary the cannabinoid ratios of CBD to THC, everywhere from a pure THC product from one to one, two to one, five to one, up to a pure CBD product. And then we also view that a customer wants to have different onsets from a quick acting vape to a more classic edible that you can use for things like sleep. Um, and then the duration is also important where a want a quick is gonna go away quickly so you can get back to your life and onto other things at the end of the day to things like a classic edible or even one as extended release capsules. And then the last aspect is with different ratios of cannabinoids, you also wanna be thinking about what that overall dosage is. Um, so we offer everything from five up to 50 milligrams depending on the product and the marketplace. Um, so that's a little bit about Wana. Cool. All right, Mike, thanks very much. Um, all right, so let's start with a, a few questions here. Um, so given now the, the austerity that's happening in a lot of the companies uh, due to like COVID-19, what's kind of the outlook now for 2020 or 2021 on your R&D initiatives? Um, Carlino, we could start with you on this one. I was in it. <laughs> um, well, we have been always been a very lean startup um, and we are looking into doing the same. Uh, very lean, we do our own R&D. We try to keep everything, um, try to spend the least amount of money we can and get the most out of that money. And I think other startups and other companies should just do the same. Be lean, um, more, more in this time. Uh, but I'm very happy to say that this is not something that makes us be afraid or change the way we do things, we will keep doing very lean R&D and very lean production, just um, so in case something else happens, something like this. Okay, uh, thanks. Uh, what about you, Yav? So I, um, I think that uh, definitely the corona um, uh, effect many businesses and many startups. Um, but um, I remember once a very successive uh, person told me that uh, uh, actually a startup with a big uh, pocket make uh, less. 
like um, like Carolina said, when when you are more tight, you are more focused. You don't uh, uh, let yourself to to uh, jump from uh, one thing to another. Uh, and uh, for me, I feel that uh, this uh, uh, time, this era, was uh, quite of blessed because we get into this. Uh, um, corona times, we get in with a lot of projects, with a lot of things that we are, we, we did, we done, and uh, I think it made us focus and and be more sharp, more effective, and uh, with uh, more uh, clear targets. Mike, what about you? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. A lot of it is about being lean and uh, being efficient, and coronaviruses have obviously affected all of us. Um, but I, I think it's also important for anyone listening and really for anyone in the cannabis industry to understand that R&D and innovation is such a crucial aspect to the cannabis industry. Um, so even in a lean time, you need to continue to focus on that um, and, and understand that the future of your business is going to be based off of the decisions in R&D that you make now. Um, so really not dropping the ball on anything, but continue to find the most efficient ways to continue to move, move it forward. Um, one thing that we do a lot of is will work with partners that may have developed best-in-class technologies. Um, it allows us to save some R&D dollars on our end while just networking and meeting the individuals who have already created um, great technologies that we can infuse into our products. Okay. Um, I, I know that you, know, you guys have done a lot of different applications within your, your products. Um, you know, there's in, in a lot of early stage startups and especially like kind of tech companies out there, uh, there's a, there's a saying that goes, if you're ahead of your time, then you're, you're wrong. Um, how do you guys walk through that, that fine line, um, of, of being right, hopefully on, on the innovation side? Uh, you want to start with, uh, with that Carolina? Sure. So for that, um, well, customer feedback is very important. And I think this is an area when you are way too ahead of the time and you might be wrong only happens if you are out of touch with the market and you need to know what the market wants, what the, the customer wants, your sell team, uh, because yeah, we want to innovate, but we have to rely also on the sales and in the feedback. So your sell team, those PADs, those demos, um, all of that is like soldiers in the trenches. They, um, they are talking with the dispensaries, buyers, with the managers, with the owners, with the customers every single day. They know if Agami, for example, sales are going up. They know when the marketing is shifting and they know when a niche product is coming to crowded. Beyond that, well, make sure that you have access to market data for your state so you for your state so you can watch the trends at a high level and pair that information with what your team is bringing back from the ground level and use this feedback to see a mile down the road so but don't try to look beyond that the road i mean don't try to look too way ahead of the game thanks carolina what about you you have so um, here in Israel, uh, many know uh, the place as a startup nation. And um, in both areas, the cannabis uh, area and the food tech area, we have so many startups, so many uh, innovative uh, characters and people doing so, so much. Um, but for us, we choose uh, the place that uh, actually I think you cannot find yourself behind because cannabis as, a, as an ingredient is way, way behind. And uh, we want to use our technology, our Israeli ecosystem to enable Coca-Cola, Kraft, Nestle. We want them to be in the place uh, using cannabis uh, compounds. By the way, not, not just uh, uh, cannabinoids, not just uh, terpenes that many people talk about, but also other um, functionality compounds. Um, so I think we are, not, uh, um, we are not ahead of our time. We actually have to bring the cannabis as an ingredient uh, to the place that it should be. 
Thanks you have. What about you, Mike? Oh, those are great answers because I, I think that it's both, you, you almost need to be ahead of your time from an innovation standpoint in order to really lead in the cannabis industry. Um, however, when you bring those products to market, you need to make sure that the market is ready for them. And so it's a balancing between what you sort of have in your innovation chest versus when you bring those to market. And so it's trying to stay as far ahead as you can on the science while staying as connected as you can to your market research, your sales teams, and really finding the balance of when you should pull a new technology out and bring it to market. Um, but you, you really need to be a little ahead of your time, I, I would say, um, and, and then bringing products out at the right, right point. Okay. Uh, what about, I mean, talking about kind of the, the next level of, of innovation that's out there, what are the other current white spaces that you see in kind of the cannabis edible space and other applications in cannabis? Um, is there anything that you're particularly bullish on? Um, what, what have you seen? Um, is that for me? Yeah, I can jump in. Yeah, you can jump in. Yeah. I, I think that we're just now starting to see the effective use of terpenes. Um, but I, I still think there's a lot of research to be done on minor cannabinoids and a lot to do with functional ingredients and other herbals. Um, we're understanding more and more about the endocannabinoid system, but it's really the tip of the iceberg. So I, I think really one of the big white spaces is learning how to modulate the endocannabinoid system through a variety of CBD, THC, terpenes, functional ingredients. And we're going to start to see more and more sophisticated products that are able to deliver experiences, uh, much like what Carolina is working on. Carolina, this is a good uh, intro to you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm I think we are in the white space. <laughs> so nine um, niche products that solve problems and use real validated science. Mm -hmm. um, cannabis has a lot of incredible application and real cutting edge research has been done in a lot of dairy baits from cannabis. But the industry at large is still dominated by phony claims and marketing. So uh, a lot of people said that the science had to catch up with the industry. And what I think is that the industry had, has to catch up with the science because there's a lot of it. Mm -hmm. All right, Yahav, what do you think? Um, so uh, I think that uh, the place that we have to uh, jump on and uh, try to bring more answers is um, uh, how actually the ingestible materials are acting in the body. Uh, we need to have more answers about the metabolism and uh, in, the, in the aspect of the uh, bioavailability and to know how it uh, interacts with other a mechanism in the bodies. I'm not talking about med medicine, I'm talking about the food because mm -hmm. cannabis ingredients are not just polyphenols from grapes. Um, so obviously we need to, to learn more and to give this answer to the product development in, uh, in different uh, um, companies. And on the other side, we, we need to understand again how the ingredients uh, interact in the product itself. I think there's a lot, a lot of, uh, to learn on this uh, side. Great. Thanks, Yahav. Um, the next question that I have here is in regards to um, kind of the, the CPG world, um, consumer packaged goods, more specifically towards any direct-to-consumer products. There's always a fight internally between um, the performance side of things and the branding side of things. How do you guys really volley for the performance side internally within the, the products that you and organizations that you kind of represent? Anyone can really jump in on that one. There was an article recently, um, I believe it was in Forbes, talking about Apple um, and obviously a very strong, powerful brand, but that really Steve Jobs' key, key message was that it just has to work. Um, so I feel like that really represents the cannabis industry right now, that branding is very important. But there's a lot of products out there right now that don't work or that are making claims about things that don't work. So the product needs to perform. And that's why I think everyone on this panel agrees it needs to be supported by science and you need to have products that really deliver. And then you want a great brand to carry that as well. But performance is really the key before you can have a brand. Mm -hmm. 
What about you, Kat? Or you have? For me, um, I see the, the question more is that, well, your product has to perform well, uh, but your team has to perform well as well. Um, I'm very lucky I have a great team, but we try to help everybody from sales reps. Um, first, the product has to work, of course, but we have to maintain this great relationships between, because at the end of the game, you are a company that sells products. So you have to transmit your message. You have to keep everything operated inside. You have to keep those relationships with the dispensaries. You have to believe in your mission and keep it all the way through in crisis with the coronavirus or no coronavirus. Um, keep always your mission and your goal and the integrity of the company, the people and the product. Um, that's a holistic approach. Um, so it involves everybody and involves all aspects of your company from sales, R&D, uh, change management, product development. Okay, cool. Thank you. You have? So uh, in our side, the performance, uh, and I definitely agree uh, with the panel. Uh, so performance is definitely uh, important. I, I cannot talk about consumer uh, product uh, branding, but I know that uh, performance in, in our side is um, being the place that uh, protein and starch and stabilizer um, companies know how to support the, the companies, the, the production lines, know, know a lot about their product and how it uh, can interact in different uh, steps in the production, production lines. So I think our performance judgment is mainly by the professionals, other technicians. Uh, but again, it's it's uh, it's how how what you deliver at the end of the day. Got it. Thank you, guys. Um, so one of the questions I have here is in regards to um, I mean, this question is more shaped towards you kind of thinking through obstacles in the future. Um, what's the most likely reason why your brand will fail? Who wants to start with that one? For me, that's easy. Just if one day I wake up and nobody in the world has problems falling asleep, <laughs> <laughs> which I believe won't happen anytime soon. What about you, Mike? You, Mike? Um, you know, I, I think as an established brand for the last 10 years, I, I think this is a pretty unlikely scenario, but there is a lot of, uh, I think, new companies that are coming onto the market that are trying to race to the bottom on pricing in order to get market share. Um, and I also think that there's a risk to the industry as a whole as companies both in the CBD and THC space market or develop products that don't function properly, that are maybe snake oils. If you have too many snake oils on the market, the whole industry is gonna hurt. And that in general could, a crashing of the cannabis industry because it's not effective, I, I think is a real challenge. I have a, I have a Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I have a comment on that as well. Like you mentioned, that's something that have to really work. And now that I think a little bit more about it. Um, so, for example, there's a big hype on CBN as being a sleepy or uh, strong sleep inducer cannabinoid. And the research has shown that it is not. Like it's just plain no helpful to fall asleep, no as much as THC. So there are companies that are bringing these products that are ineffective. And then people start using this, oh, this is a cannabinoid. I had never used cannabis in my life. And I see this new product, CBN, won't get me high. And I'm going to use it to try to sleep. And it doesn't work. So that will bring bad, no, not only bad press, but just um, people won't trust in cannabis, new people that is coming and buying new products for the first time in their lives will see that cannabis is just a hype and it's, it doesn't work. So companies that are not using science behind their products or um, just they are just saying things that are not true might affect our companies really, really badly. You couldn't agree more. In, uh, in our case, um, it's involved uh, to know almost, almost perfectly 
to know about all the supplies, different supplies of cannabis, uh, to know how it works in different formulation, to understand and, and uh, actually interact with the, with the vast uh, networking in the cannabis uh, arena. Uh, and that side, I think we we done very well in the last four years. Um, other side is to interact well with the food and beverage industries and trying to combine it together using our technology um, that we are working on. So I think that maybe the um, the challenge right now uh, is to use, and we cannot do it all alone uh, because. We are focusing in technology, and we had a lot of uh, understanding about the cannabis uh, side of supply. Um, and we have this uh, in good interaction and good understanding, uh, but we are not doing by ourselves um, the growing or the uh, processing of the cannabis side. And we're also not doing the side of the industries that are the uh, one that we are focused on. So currently we are trying to target them together. Hopefully we will uh, succeed, but definitely we need uh, the, um, the partnership, the good, the good uh, um, uh, strategy, the good, the good combining with, with, the, with the food and uh, beverage industry. Yeah, agreed. Um... Last question for you guys. Um, and if you guys have any Q&A questions, please put them in now. We're gonna jump in there in about a second. Um, what do you guys have any particular asks of the audience? Um, if you guys are looking for investors or launch a new product brand, what are, what are things you're looking to get connected with or, or people in general? For me, well, we are actually racing right now. So you guys can feel free free to reach out, send an email, we can share decks, have, um, accommodate you in, of course, calls and work with you to continue the conversation about investing with us. What about you, Mike? I'm just looking to connect with other like-minded innovators and thinkers in the space. Um, anyone who's got new technologies or just wants to chat about cannabis, I'm always looking to network and, and learn more about what other folks are doing. Yeah. Um, as we find ourselves as a gate, a very good gate uh, for other companies, for global companies to reach out to the amazing uh, scene of cannabis R&D in Israel. Uh, so we are definitely um, looking for more uh, connection and, and uh, uh, connect uh, uh, different companies to R&D project in Israel. And uh, personally, I'm mainly looking to, to reach more and more uh, food technicians and uh, people from the food and beverage arena. Um, although we have a very um, a planned uh, meeting and project, we are definitely looking to open it because we, live, we believe 2020 and 2029, 2021, uh, this is the time for combining the, the cannabis industry mm -hmm. to these huge, huge markets and industries of food and beverage. Great, thank you, Yahav. So before we jump in the Q&A session, um, I just wanna share with you a little bit about our upcoming uh, events. So obviously we're, we, we've taken the live events and actually done them virtual. Um, we're gonna cover a lot of different ground in the next couple of weeks. We want to talk about hospitality 2.0 um, and also the kind of the post-COVID world in that consumption lounges and whatnot. Um, chef innovation, beverage innovation, can of food edu educators, we'd love to talk about investments in analytics, can of food media, and the very popular psychedelics market, uh, which is popping up a lot out there. So um, please follow us on Instagram. We just launched our YouTube channel. Um, we're gonna be posting all these uh, interviews in there as well. Facebook, we went Facebook Live today. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. So please follow us there so you know when next events are um, gonna be on tap. So let's go to, Hold on. So let's go to the Q&A session here. 
All right, first question. Uh, question for Wanna Brands. Uh, Mike, how do you balance educating the consumer about your products and unique benefits when advertising marketing has so many restrictions? That, that is a very good question. <laughs> Um, so a lot of it is, is based on the science. So we're going to try and take that science and educate consumers as best we can with that. And we do a deep alignment between what education we put out to our bud tenders and what marketing efforts we're having so that they can align as best possible. As far as advertising and marketing restrictions, uh, we don't claim that our products make specific um, conditions, uh, have benefits specific conditions. That would that'd be against the FDA. So more so we try and educate them on the endocannabinoid system and how many ways that it can modulate our body. Um, so instead of saying this can help with pain, we do education around the endocannabinoid system helps modulate pain and that cannabinoids can help supplement and modulate the endocannabinoid system. Um, so really we're just trying to get as much information out there as possible while creating products that are highly effective. Um, but we really are not making claims about the products. Uh, you have Carlina, you guys want to tackle that as well? Um, let's see, question. Well, we do that since uh, day one. Um, educate the customer as well. We try not to do claims. We are trying to help with an issue, not to cure any issue, um, and combine it with other products that are already being used, but in different ranges and in different concentrations to boost the effects of cannabis but we have been educated the customer since day one we educate also our sales reps they don't only sell the product but they also have a pitch and a script and they are very knowledgeable and all the ingredients we are using in each of our formulations and we also do training every time we have a new um, one of our products in a new dispensary. We have an hour training with all the bartenders. Sometimes it goes to three sessions or four sessions, depending on how many bartenders they have in the dispensaries. And we talk to each of them. We listen to their questions and we try to make them understand not only that the product just works and they should sell it, but how it works and how it is um, of their benefit to recommend this product against other products just and this is only possible because of how hyper focused our product is we're not trying to compete with the recreational market and with the, for example one of our one of one of brands and their amazing flavor gummies we're just trying to target this product is for sleep issues um and if you are just looking for enjoying yourself and have a great tasting product, just look somewhere else because this is not for you. So we are not trying to lie to people or just convince them to buy it. If you have a sleep issue, that this might help you. So, but we have been doing that since day one. Cool. Um, in uh, in uh, my side, I I can give uh, maybe two examples. Um, that uh, one of the biggest uh, um, brewery in the world uh, reach out and, um, and the executive tell me, hey, I got uh, 250 uh, R&D personnel in our uh, headquarter uh, and they know a lot about, about uh, terpens, but um, actually they know nothing about their, um, um, their effect on uh, functionality on wellness um, so they need a lot of training in that side um, uh, how to replicate the sensation of cannabis in terms of finding uh, the best uh, um, terpene composition for different products uh, on the other side uh, you can find the company that uh, make french fries and uh, they have the um, they have the production line with uh, production line with certain uh, features, so they need to know what is the consistency of the uh, liquid to spray on the French fries. And there is a lot of training that you have to work with the technical people and the production people. So a lot of work to do. Also, uh, before we jump into the next yeah, question, 
Um, something that I try to do is work with different magazines and publish uh, white papers or articles, like I'm about to publish one in MG about CBN um, and its ineffectiveness for sleep. So we are trying to participate with different magazine publications, so websites, and transmit information, not only about the product, but about the sleep in general and about cannabinoids in general. So we're trying, we do that outreach through everything we can, including the cannabis magazine and non-cannabis magazine, such as Rolling Stone. Great, thank you, Carolina. Uh, next question, um, this is for the, the panel. In regards to water stable cannabinoid emulsion, heard that micelle versus liposome emulsion is less of a factor in, in regards to bioavailability and stability than perhaps just developing optimal, optimal practical size and stable and safe emulsion. Um, what, is, what, does, what effect does the emulsion size and the lipid layer have on the flavor profile or say terpenes in a beverage, for example? Um, I can say, I, I know the question is for you, Bab, um, but um, it does have an effect, but th there are many other ways that you can, there are a lot of encapsulations, and I don't know if um, ACE is making its own um, liposomes, uh, but there is ways to encapsulate and mask the flavor of anything pretty much it has been done in the pharmaceutical industry for decades now you can also use agents to max the flavor of your cannabinoid um, it can affect the flavor but of course it depends on the concentration and the uh, excipients that you are using to achieve that liposome or your nano encapsulation so it doesn't matter if it affects the flavor there are ways to fix it so don't, don't be too afraid what about you, you have? So I think there is, again, there is a lot of knowledge in the more conservative and more established industries than in the cannabis industry. And if you have the approach to this knowledge, so definitely you can incorporate it in the cannabinoid area. Specifically for that question about what more effective if it's a liposome or, or a missile. So it depends the compact, the, the compound that you want to pack. Um, uh, there are some terpenes actually that are almost water soluble naturally. Um, so you can use different uh, approach in the formulation. And um, again, every, every system of coating or encapsulating uh, have to be used uh, while thinking about uh, other aspects in the product development. It's not just uh, to dissolve oil compounds in water surrounding. There is a lot, a lot of other things to approach. Okay, let's go on the next question. Um, this is for Mike. What's the biggest struggle in introducing innovation in new technologies? Well, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, and yep. it's really market readiness. Uh, I, I do think that, um, as the panelists have said, the science is actually, I think, a lot further ahead than the industry is. Um, and the industry needs a lot of catching up to do. So I, I think the biggest challenge is how do you educate not only the bud tenders that are helping to uh, get the right products to the customers, but also consumer education, the kind of B2C education. And I think it's going to be a slow process of just slowly educating everybody. Okay, uh, let's move on. We just have two more questions. I know we're running over. Um, uh, seeing in general rise of edibles, particularly versus flower during COVID-19 as new users come on, uh, people can't smoke in their homes or, uh, and or COVID is a respir respiratory disease. And thanks for your comments. You seen in general. That was comment. <laughs> just seeing a rise of edibles during COVID. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would say we have. I mean, it, it's actually a little interesting. There's also been a rise in flour. So I don't know that everyone's obeying the idea of reducing respiratory uh, uses, but there has been also a rise of um, edibles. So th there's a little bit of an interesting aspect there. Uh, okay. I think, I think that, uh, I think that uh, 
this uh, crisis actually um, will give more of concern of the consumer to to consume more healthier products. We can see definitely that uh, more balanced nutrition and more healthier uh, way of life is actually defending a, a person from different uh, diseases like the, the COVID-19. So uh, I think it's uh, very good, uh, I, I can say for us, that uh, more and more consumers will actually uh, need to find products which actually taste uh, joyful, but uh, actually more healthier. Uh, for me, we actually launched our first product, which is a vape, in the vape crisis on November 2019. And we saw a lot of people that just didn't want to touch a vape ever in their lives. Um, and what we did was just come up with other products. We are um, a company that developed hyper-focused product, no hyper-focused, just vapes. So we went into develop products such as tinctures, and edibles shots and we are going to develop a company in the future kind of go around the just far away from the vapes to help everybody help as much people as we can and not only have one skew the vape and that's it so just go around and develop products that can help you in the same way that a vape does i personally love the vape just because it's super effective and super fast but that's not for everybody mm -hmm. Uh, thank, thank you for answering that. Liz, I'm sorry for butchering your question there. Uh, final question uh, for Juana, do you, uh, hold on, let me just make sure this is live. Have you considered formulations that add other ingredients to THC, such as turmeric, um, St. Jardin's warts, or cumin to effectively relieve a condition? That's open to, to everyone. Um, I'll start, yeah, we actually have uh, worked on a few proprietary custom botanical formulations that we use to supplement products. Um, we're, we're really looking at, again, this is sort of the question between when have you developed something versus when do you launch it? Uh, we've had these formulations. We're just sort of looking for the market readiness and the education piece to come around to launch those products. Um, but that's some future innovations to look for from us. We definitely see a lot of uh, um, more traditional uh, nutraceutical that can be uh, synergistically combined with the uh, cannabis compounds. We already launched and uh, developed uh, uh, numerous uh, amounts of uh, products for different uh, companies uh, combining those uh, entities. But more, more interesting is uh, other innovative compounds that uh, have different functionality in terms of wellness effect, uh, healthier effect, but also in terms of uh, product functionality, you can find different innovative uh, um, materials. So definitely the future is combining them with cannabis. And for me, that's actually what we do. <laughs> we combine uh, compounds found in other plants that have been, um, or the research show that they actually work but you just have to be careful because know everything that you find out there that people said it works, it actually works. Not only in can the cannabis, but many plants um, that they had been popular for their properties to help with sleep, for example, like chamomile. Uh, when I look into the research, there is no research that support chamomile as an effective uh, plan to help you sleep. So you just have to be careful not to end up like a supplement company that is just using the hype and the marketing to sell their products. I think, or at least since Labs, my company is trying to use products that are really effective and support by science. Um, we are using that um, modus operandum, not only with the cannabis derivates, but with everything else that we put in our products. That's so disappointing about chamomile. I, would, I thought it actually puts me to sleep, but I guess it doesn't. Uh, according to the research, no. But you know, we have a saying in Mexico that the best cure is what cures you. So <laughs> if drinking coffee at night makes you sleepy, well, it makes you sleepy. That's what my mom That's does. She, <laughs> yes. she drinks coffee before going to bed. It's crazy. 
So anyway, thank you everyone for being here. Um, Carolina, Yahav, Mike, thank you very much. Um, uh, we'll be doing other events down the road. Please keep in touch. I'll also distribute your emails to um, everyone on the guest list tonight uh, for them to reach out to you. Um, any other things you guys want to mention? Last, last comments? Um, for me, well, if, if there is anybody trying to start any startup, um, just read about the startups, read books on lean, um, like lean startup, read Steve Blank's writings on customer development, development, sorry. Um, and if you're starting a company, try to start with a minimum viable product before you put a lot of money, um, in one product that might not work. So just test your idea with something that is lean and cheap and read about startups in lean startup. That's just my advice for anybody that is trying to start a company. What about you, you have? I think that um, a few, a couple of years, years ago, people uh, were talking about the cannabis industry, uh, riding in a very speed uh, manner. Um, and uh, currently people think that uh, uh, this, uh, roller coasters is a slowing down. Um, I think the main achievement of the young youth uh, cannabis industry is the very um, flourish networking and collaboration that was bring uh, things to uh, happen very fast. So I think people that are in this industry um, Work again about on uh, networking and collaboration. Uh, we don't have to be afraid from each other. Uh, opposite, we can actually uh, join forces. I think this is uh, our advantage. I would just say to everyone on the call, the cannabis industry is really made up by all of us and requires all of our participation. And I just want to encourage everyone to keep doing what we're doing. I think it's really important to the world requires everyone to put in good time and effort and hard work. So keep doing what you're doing. Cool. All right. Thank you guys um, for being here. Thanks, Shaha, for staying up late. Um, Carlino, thank you. Um, thank you. I'll see you guys soon. We'll, we'll be in touch, all right? Thanks, Mario. All Bye, right. guys. Thanks. Bye.